Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Tim Moen Show. I hope you're doing well. I hope in spite of it all, in spite of the state sticking its grimy little tentacles into our business on day in and day out in every aspect of our lives, I hope you're doing fantastic. I hope you're finding a way to live free in an unfree world. Hey, we've got uh, the WEF and Klaus Schwab pushing the Great Reset. We've got uh, central banks... <laughs> brainstorming ways of, of locking their teeth even deeper into our, uh, into our lives, into our uh, economic uh, spending habits, saving uh, our lives. And now they're talking about uh, digital cryptocurrency, uh, digital uh, IDs, linking all that together. And one, it doesn't take very uh, much imagination to, uh, speculate that this might be tied to what kind of an upstanding establishment citizen you are, what kind of social credit score you might have. But my guest today has got the answer to all this. It's going to fill us in on what's going on out there, what we, we ought to be alert to, um, and what solutions might be out there. And uh, we have a guy who specializes in cryptocurrency. Uh, his name is Max Freeman. Max, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. That's a great introduction. I was taking some notes, so we'll, we'll definitely have a, have a lot to cover. As you were talking, I uh, was reminded of the uh, uh, Murray Rothbard concept of uh, three types of state intervention into, uh, into our lives. You know, you've got the, uh, the price control, the prohibition and uh, grant of monopolistic privilege. Um, and yeah, uh, whether it's the <clears throat> WEF or the central banks or the uh, captured regulators, um, you know, we're, we're really seeing uh, that it's, it, as it ever was, he who has the gold makes the rules. Um, you know, and, and institutions uh, that have served us for uh, decades and uh, centuries and, you know, back to the founding of countries are starting to, you know, behave in different ways um, that increasingly puts individuals at odds with groups of individuals who uh, use violence, you know, to impose what they want on, uh, uh, you know, the two wolves and a sheep. Uh, what's what's for dinner uh, right. story. So yeah, uh, I, I take them at their literal word when they say you will own nothing and be happy. Um, mm. And you know, I, I, I for one don't want to uh, see what what flavor of uh, seasoning crickets uh, and cockroaches are, are best eaten with. Well, um, I mean, in all fairness, Max, you, you've seen the footage that's coming out of North Korea. They look pretty happy, don't they? I mean, they're all have smiles on their faces. They're talking about how happy they are. They're praising the great leader and yep. uh, they own nothing. So maybe we actually, <laughs> you, you know what? It's, it's fascinating because uh, um, I was watching a, a YouTube documentary or a bit shoot or one of those places on, on North Korea recently. And North Korea has actually become kind of like a rogue, uh, like uh, unsavory aspects of our world, you know, weapons trafficking and slavery and drugs and counterfeiting and stuff outpost of uh, China, mm -hmm. sort of as uh, Hong Kong has been um, the portal to the world, uh, first under the British and now under the Chinese the past uh, you know decade or so. Um, and so North Koreans actually seemed <laughs> really, really happy compared to uh, 20 years ago where it just looked stalinist grim um they have electronics uh, they're they're driving bmws i mean not everybody they 
are still the the peasants out in the hinterlands that are boiling uh, bark to survive still, um, and the gulags and all that. But uh, there's really a thriving um, uh, uh, capitalist uh, free market, um, you know, w- w- weird um, aspect to uh, right. to North Korea, you know. And then you and then you look at the European Union that's uh, just banned um, owning crypto wallets over a thousand dollars worth of value you're supposed to only have those under uh kyc exchange um and uh you're not supposed to uh, use private privacy enhancing technologies either um so the uh you know it reminds me of world war ii when uh before uh liquidation of certain unfavored social groups in germany occurred they had to make lists of their property um, right. And now, uh, something near and dear to my heart, if you have property on a transparent blockchain where uh, other people can see what you have, that makes it much easier to, uh, to, to take it. Um, so there's, there's really, uh, really a lot going on here to, uh, to right. unpack. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so let's start unpacking some of this. I, I did not know that about Europe. Um, and of course, you know, if, if you... If you own crypto, you are in, uh, you're by definition a dissident. You're an unsavory character. You are uh, really an enemy of the state because you're opting out of the establishment system. You're opting out of the the oligarchical credit, bank, credit you know, central banking uh, scheme of of money and control. And you're you're trying to take your destiny into your own hands. So let, let, where do we start with all this? Um, I mean, right now I see a lot of populists making a lot of noise about the digital ID and and uh, cryptocurrency that is uh, being pushed by central banks. What is the problem with central bank currency? Uh, what is the problem with um, with ramping it up to cryptocurrency? Isn't cryptocurrency good? Um, and how does let's start there. What, what's the okay. problem with this stuff? Uh, okay. Well, uh, first, let's make sure that we're talking about the same things because uh, there's many types of distributed ledger technologies. Um, uh, it really gets important. Uh, you have to get into the weeds. It's really important on things like uh, uh, consensus protocols, proof of stake versus proof of work. Um, there's also blockchains and block lattices and directed acyclic graphs and all kinds of different data structures that seems like an abstract detail, but it really, really ends up being important in terms of who can play and who can not play and, and what third parties can do. Um, so uh, wherever possible, we'll define terms here. Um, I wanted to just touch on one thing that you said earlier, which is that um, if you're using cryptocurrency, then you're opting out of the established system of control. Um, and that used to be the case, but if you've seen the, uh, the, the direction that the industry has gone, particularly over the past five years, largely as a result <clears throat> of Silicon Valley uh, and Wall Street VC investment, is that it's uh, meet the new master, same as the old master. So uh, the number two cryptocurrency, Ethereum, um, moved to a consensus mechanism called proof of stake um, on the grounds that it will provide environmental benefits and <clears throat> cost savings and capacity 
velocity increases and all that uh, stuff. And in time, maybe it will do that. But what they gave up, um, there's this thing called the blockchain trilemma, um, security, scalability, or decentralization, pick two. Um, Epic, incidentally, the, the one that I like the best, solves that in a really elegant way. Uh, we'll get to that later. But uh, Vitalik Buterin, the founder of Ethereum, admitted about six months ago that as a result of the, the change, um, Circle, which is owned largely by Goldman Sachs and is 100% uh, aligned uh, with the Federal Reserve and the U.S. government and uh, is really just minting money from this favored almost monopoly position within the crypto industry. I think they reported a $2.4 billion profit last quarter, I want to say. Um, so that's kind of like the, you know, the hand uh, slipping in the glove. Um, if you've got backdoor control over the direction of the future development of the Ethereum network, and that's coming straight from the horse's mouth of the guy that was on the cover of Time Magazine last year, well, you've effectively ceded control of mm -hmm. your digital fiefdom that you've created to, uh, to, to the people in power. And it's, it's, it's in a way that not one in 10,000 crypto owners understands because it's all about the price and the rah-rah and let me mint this nft and isn't it cool that i've got a picture of a donkey right. and i just sold it for 25 grand you know but fundamentally uh money is the most important thing that connects all of us uh the mm -hmm. largest company in the world by market capitalization is apple 2.3 trillion and out of 8 billion of us how many own apple products a billion 500 million, 2 billion, something like that. Uh, not everybody needs TikTok or Instagram or even the internet at all, but all of us need money. Um, mm. and, and, and so uh, for something so important, uh, it's, it's really important that, uh, that we understand that. And so if you're using um, uh, crypto assets, and, I, and I, I hesitate to call them cryptocurrencies because out of 22,000 assets, on coin market cap, only a few dozen really, maybe even less than that are actual currencies. The rest mm -hmm. are assets that use uh, blockchains to function um, and they may be currency-like, uh, but ultimately they're not trying to replace the dollar or the yen or gold or anything like that. Um, so there are ways to <clears throat> uh, opt out as much as possible to the established system of control. But if you look at the 1.1 trillion of current crypto market cap, about 99% of that is controlled by the powers uh, that, that be. Um, really? So, okay. yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. and that's because they found these back ways into the mm -hmm. network. And uh, they've kind of conglomerated servers, power, and different things like that. Is well, that let me let, let me give you an example. So, uh, 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 you know, uh, um, the SEC, Securities and Exchange Commission, uh, that regulates uh, things like stocks and and bonds and investment in the U.S. Yeah. They operate under the authority of uh, the securities legislation from 1933 and 1934. And uh, about five years ago, there was this great uh, discussion. Uh, if you remember the ICO boom of 2017 and, and part of 2018, you had hundreds, thousands of startups that just would put out a white paper and then uh, would raise money through random people around the, the internet. And uh, they, the argument was that these things are not securities because they are basically fuel for decentralized networks. And so it's taken about five years for the industry to get to clarity on what is a security as it relates to digital assets and, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. um, and there was $32.8 billion of venture capital investment into blockchain in 2021. Um, and that went into models that are more uh, Web 2 than Web 3. So uh, 
a lot of uh, the, the biggest uh, uh, new entrants set up things like foundations. Ethereum has a foundation, Tezos has a foundation, Cardano has a foundation, or they're set up as for-profit companies uh, like Avalanche or the former remnants of the Libra, Libra Empire. There's uh, one called uh, Aptos and Sui based on the original uh, Facebook code uh, that got kind of spun out when the uh, Libra project died. Um, so all of these guys have a vested interest in uh, working with the system because they're part of it rather than challenging it. Um, and nobody has really had the courage to uh, get back to the spirit of Satoshi of we want peer-to-peer, -peer. Uh, we want to preserve our freedoms, we want to be able to uh, not trust anyone, we want to validate the blockchain on our own local device and not have to ask permission, um, you know, and, and we ultimately want individual sovereignty over our financial affairs. And if you go to dnaofbitcoin.info and read the original Satoshi white paper, um, it says that Bitcoin is supposed to be not um, digital gold that you buy through Coinbase and it just sits there until you sell it for a higher price and you, you view it as like a stock or a mutual fund. It's actually designed as a peer-to-peer -peer electronic payments network. So imagine, you know, PayPal, but without the uh, $100 billion company controlling it that tells you what you can and can't say uh, on online. So it comes down to control and a lot of networks that are decentralized, but not decentralized enough. If you can identify the people pulling the strings, um, then Gary Gensler has basically said absolutely everything full stop, everything in the market is a security if it's not designed like uh, uh, the original Bitcoin is. And wow. there's two there's two networks that are viable contenders for survival in that uh, post-Gensler era. One's called Bitcoin Core, and it's worth $450 uh, billion. And another one's called Epic. That's uh, what I think of as, you know, the best ideas of Bitcoin applied or updated to 2023 technology um, uh, competing against that worth $16 uh, million. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. So what, what's, what's wrong with the, uh, with, uh, the original Bitcoin then? Why is that not a... Great uh, question. Yeah. So um, uh, let's start with scalability. So it is 2008 tech that can't be easily upgraded. You may have heard of something called the Lightning Network. Um, yeah. This uh, idea of uh, layer two, where uh, you you know basically uh, open up channels that uh, don't use the blockchain. So if, like if Coinbase talks to uh, uh, Kraken exchange, then they basically set up a channel and they, they don't use the blockchain. They just settle up uh, once a day or, or whatnot, kind of like an interbank clearing system. Um, uh, so they have a uh, an architecture that can't scale. It can only do 350,000 transactions per day. Um, uh, Epic can do 1.4 million and within five years, we'll be doing one plus billion when BTC, Bitcoin Core, will still be doing the same 350,000 and all the scaling that they want to do happens on other layers. Um, it's also very expensive. So transactions cost between two and $81 on average. And uh, the, trans the first block, every block is 10 minutes. 
So Epic is uh, a decade later tech. Epic is one minute right now. In five years, it'll be 10 seconds. And BTC is committed to a product plan that has them still at uh, 10 minutes in, uh, in uh, you know, 2028. Epic will be pushing blocks every 10 seconds and you only need one to confirm the transaction. BTC is uh, 10 minute blocks and you need about 30 minutes to confirm it because it's not instant finality like uh, like like BTC is. Um, so Epic is potentially billions of transactions a day for a fraction of a penny, uh, 10 to 100 times faster. Um, it, a lot of people don't realize if the orange coin goes from 25,000 to 100,000, uh, people will be paying $100 fees oh, just yeah. to move it. Wow. So you're never buying coffee with that. The, the dollar twenty-five a day, folks in Africa, are never going to use that. Um, right. And 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 but the biggest thing is that there's no there's no privacy. It's a poker game where everyone at the table can see everyone else's cards. So what happens is in Canada, um, the trucker protesters raised nine point four million dollars mm -hmm. through GoFundMe, and then uh, they said no, we we don't agree with your politics, so we're not going to give them the money. Um, they refunded the money, and then people turned to uh, Bitcoin and uh, other uh, currencies and donated to these truckers. And then what happened was the uh, uh, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police put out. And a bulletin that identified, I think it was about 100 people, something like that. You can find the PDF online. Uh, it's pretty well scrubbed, but it, it's still possible to find it out there. Um, and said, hey, uh, exchanges, if you have clients that are connected to any of these addresses, you need to freeze their funds. So wow. people lost their bank accounts. They lost right. their jobs. They lost their homes. They lost their vehicles. Um, people are, are, are persecuted under emergency powers laws for expressing their right to free speech. Um, and that type of um, attack is not possible when you use a, uh, a, 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 a currency that can be operated anonymously and has privacy. Anonymity and privacy are related concepts, often conflated, but they're, uh, they're, they're distinct if you get into the nuance of, of how they're different. Mm -hmm. But basically, um, there are no addresses in Epic to trace. If I want to send you a coin through Epic Pay, if you just go to Epic Pay on the App Store or Play Store or download it uh, from the epic.tech website through the APK or FDroid or any of the other places, uh, GitHub is another example. So my wallet talks to your wallet directly and handshakes. And okay. the uh, Block Explorer shows that a transaction happened, but it doesn't show the amount, it doesn't show the address, and also, um, our communication is shielded through something called Dandelion or Dandelion Plus Plus, actually. So you're in you're in Canada, I'm in Namibia or you know wherever, and uh, we do a transaction, but it pops up in Bangladesh and Peru, as an example. Okay. Um, yeah, so it preserves the ability of people to uh, transact and communicate without anyone else uh, being being able to um, to interfere. So we talked about speed. We talked about cost. Um, also decentralization. Um, if you want to run a node for uh, the original Bitcoin, um, it's about 500 gigabytes. And uh, uh, Bitcoin Magazine published an article about Nigeria. The average cost to run a node for that in Nigeria is between four and eight hundred dollars which is a ton of money yeah. for Nigeria. Why? Because it's 500 gigabytes of data. Um, Epic is under five gigabytes 
of data. So it's 100 times more space efficient. That means you can run it on a really obsolete, uh, cheap, low-end device. Um, uh, so because of that, there's Bitcoin Core nodes in 100 and, or in 90 countries. There's nodes for Epic in 129. So it's more decentralized. It's also more energy efficient. So um, uh, the entire Bitcoin Core network is pulling down electricity mining 100% of the time um, through uh, environmentally harmful uh, devices that can't be recycled and need to be replaced every three years, known as mm. ASICs. Right. Um, Epic uses a polyphasic proof of work approach that rotates through multiple algorithms, two of which are on standby and one is active. So on average, it's using two thirds less power um, and an attacker needs to get control of not one, but all three algorithms, 51% of them, which if you imagine juggling three balls instead of one is much harder. So it's using m m less electricity with no cost uh, to the environment in terms of e-waste and replacing $10 billion of CapEx um, every year. It puts the mining profits in individual um, people's hands. You could run it on your desktop computer and earn a passive income just by uh, running the app. Pretty soon we'll take that to uh, mobiles as well. Whereas uh, BTC mining is dominated by industrial Wall Street finance conglomerates. So mm. you know you can mine Epic at home and it is predominantly mined at home uh, because of the algorithms that we chose. But substantially 100% of Bitcoin core mining is uh, uh, in industrial mega farms. Um, right. But, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so, so yeah. Uh, I, so I was going to ask now, um, I, you know, I, I want to make sure I've, I've got my audience here with me. A lot of these people have only kind of tangentially heard of, of cryptocurrency. They're not sure what the fuss is all about or what, what they, they might even th have negative, uh, a negative uh, view of crypto because of all the globalist crypto stuff coming down, uh, trying to control us. Right. And, and mm -hmm. so. Uh, I just want to bring them up to speed, uh, you know, and, and correct me if I'm wrong anywhere here, Max, but I was initially attracted to Bitcoin probably, uh, I want to say uh, 2010, 2012, somewhere around there. It was, it was about $5 a coin or might maybe even less, uh, $5 a coin. And, and I thought, well, you know what, I'll, let me try to, I got a hundred dollars I can spend. I, I've heard that crypto might, I've heard that this Bitcoin might go up to as much as a hundred dollars. I understood the rationale behind it, that it's, uh, it's a currency that isn't connected to the central bank, that has uh, all the similar properties to gold in that there's only a certain amount of it that could ever be created. Therefore, it can't, you can't inflate, inflate it and, and rob my buying power by artificially inflating it. It's decentralized. Therefore, uh, there's no central bankers or uh, you know, politicians that can, that can fuck with it, that can rob me again of my buying power. Uh, I can send it across the world instantaneously. Uh, I can walk across borders with, uh, millions of dollars worth of the stuff in my brain by, by, you know, remembering a, like a 23 character, uh, sequence. And <clears throat> all these things were made it really clear to me that, okay, this is, this is the future. Central banks are going to inflate us. Uh, you, you know, these fiat currencies have a shelf life. They eventually collapse. If I have all my my money in in uh, Canadian dollars or U.S. dollars or whatever the fiat 
dollar is that, that I'm holding on to, eventually the, the, the value of that thing is going to go to zero if I just have it sitting there in a vault or in a bank or something like that over time as the central banks continue to rob me of my power. On, on the other hand, I could buy precious metals, but now I've got to have a safe to house them in. I've got, it's, it's a pain in the ass to use them as currency because, uh, you know, how do you transport the stuff around? How do you move it? You know, if, how can I buy something on Amazon or from, you know, uh, someone across the country very easily with it. So cryptocurrency made a lot of sense to me and Bitcoin, you know, again, it was $5. I had a hard time getting it back then. So I, I kind of gave up. I, I really wish I would have bought 20 Bitcoin back then um when when uh it was that cheap uh but th that's the idea right max that it basically lets us it, it gets um our currency uh my personal currency out of the hands of the out of the of the government and the central bankers and puts it firmly in my hand it's like buying gold in a sense um at least that was the idea yeah is, yeah is ab there? absolutely uh, I was just taking notes as, uh, as, as you were talking. So that was a wonderful and elegant um, uh, summation of the benefits of what cryptocurrency originally offered. And um, yeah, so you discovered BTC in 2010 or 12 and it was five bucks. Um, and you saw how well that would uh, have worked out for you. Um, so uh, shout out to buyepiccash.com. You can get a, uh, for a hundred bucks right now, you can get a hundred Epic. Um, nice. You talked about, you talked about scarcity. So Epic right now has 15.8 million coins out and BTC has 19.2. Okay. So, so Epic is about 25% more scarce than um, BTC. Now that's at the network layer, but um, I, I, you talked about precious metals. Are you familiar in the in metals markets how uh, the bullion dealers fractionally reserve their holdings? JP Morgan sells the same metal to in Scotiabank. They sell it 10 times over to different people, right? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So there's something called the GATA, the Gold Action Trust Action Network, and they've sued the uh, sued all these guys, and it's been proven in court, and uh, you know it's it's completely beyond dispute. Um, the amount of metal that is sold every day on the futures markets is like a hundred times annual mining production or something. I mean, it's just right. the paper markets are completely disconnected because nobody has to stand and deliver for the physical. Right. And it's actually that same thing in BTC because what has the religion of Bitcoin become? HODL, right? Hold on for dear life. I right. buy this thing. If all I have to do is just hold it and I get rich. So uh, is it money or is it currency? Currency is designed to flow. Money is designed to sit. JP Morgan quote, gold is money, everything else is credit. And so at the network, uh, it, it, if you add up uh, the, the number of coins on the network with all the, the, the nodes in 90 countries that are saying, okay, Alice has one coin, Bob has seven and Tim has 12. Um, uh, the, the, then you look at how many, uh, that's 19.2 million. But then if you go to your Binance statement, and my Coinbase statement and your Gemini statement and then this hedge fund that borrowed the coins from those guys and you add up all the fractional reserve and rehypothecated um, BTC positions. Um, there's actually relevant recent research um, from people that are involved in, in that industry that there's between 44 and 50 million um, paper claims out there uh, overhanging 19.2 million coins. So Epic is about three times more scarce 
at one twenty-five thousandth the price. Why? Because it's only three years old. Oh, did we lose you? Yeah. Oh, there you are. <laughs> hello, hello. Yeah, hello, I got hello. You, you sn snapped out there hello, for a second. Hello. Sorry, hold on, Mike. When, when I get a call, it uh, craps out here. Okay. Yeah, I can hear you still. It's just... Uh, yeah, it's just... I got to get back to Bluetooth. Okay. No worries. All right. Okay, yeah. Sorry, somebody called. No, no problem. Okay, so my understanding... So, you know, the, the I guess um, critics of cryptocurrency will say well there, there's no intrinsic value there it's not backed by anything yada yada you know of course the austrian and me the austrian um you know economist and me says well all all value is subjective there's no intrinsic value to anything there's only the value that an individual gives it that that he's willing to exchange for it that does, that's what does oil value. have value sorry to interrupt but does does uh, petroleum have have uh, value oil I guess it depends who you are and what you want to use it for, what, whether you think it has value or not. Right. Uh, it certainly well, but has I mean, no in general, value. In general, you can, you, I mean, it has uh, like, I can't do anything with oil myself, right. but I know if I have a tanker full of oil, I can sure, sell someone's, it to someone's, all someone's kinds gonna, of people. Someone's going to uh, want so, it. Yeah. So, uh, so, you know, this idea of intrinsic value, well, you know, nothing really, has intrinsic value because if I don't have enough food, but I have bars of gold and I have no way to transmute those bars of gold into food and I still die, then that's pretty worthless. At that time, I need certain things more than, than other things. Yeah. Um, so it is highly subjective and it is uh, situational and very dynamic. But I would say that value uh, in this case comes from utility. So if I have mm -hmm. um, a tanker full of, uh, of crude oil, um, I can turn it into uh, jet fuel into gasoline into yeah. diesel i can make plastics i can make pharmaceuticals um i can do all kinds of stuff with it um and so it has value as an input as raw material into uh the creation of other things um also another way to determine value is why has gold held value uh at a relatively steady rate for six thousand years uh one ounce of gold eighteen hundred dollars will buy a fine men's suit today and it would have mm -hmm. bought uh, a toga apparently in roman times um right. and and why it's because the amount of labor and energy and capital resources that it takes to get gold out of the ground and refine it largely over time tracks the cost of energy. If you look back at the 1970s right. and the price of oil and, you know, all the wars and, and supply shocks and stuff, it kind of averages out. And so uh, because the value of gold or the supply of gold is elastic, but not too elastic, it can only grow at about 2% per year. Um, just as a thought experiment of why uh, uh, BTC excuse me, has been better and Epic is, uh, uh, at least so far, much, much better is because you have an inelastic supply function in response to price than an elastic one. And what I mean by that is if the price of gold goes from $1,800 to $3,600 tomorrow, then people will mine more gold. They're going right. to melt down jewelry and dental fillings and they're going to go pan in rivers and they're going to work 
24 hour shifts at the mine instead of 16 hours and, and order more equipment and stuff. And they'll increase um, the supply and then the price will, will go down and stay. Yeah. If, if it will, it finds, it finds an equilibrium. The market can respond and will respond to the uh, increased demand signal of higher price with increased supply. But in the case of, of early Bitcoin, uh, back when it was a more supply hard um, thing than today, as the fractional reserve and rehypothecation has taken root, um, you have this order of magnitude um, uh, logarithmic phenomenon where it goes from one cent to 10 cents to a uh, dollar to $10 to $100 to 1,000 to 10,000. And then on the most recent run, BTC got up 69% uh, of the way through that $100,000 level. Um, and that's because as no matter how high the price goes up, the mining um, uh, difficulty adjustment, and the, the rate at which the coins come out is immutable and fixed at ahead of time at the genesis of the network. Mm. So for example, today Day, there's 5,760 epic coins that come out per day and there's 840 BTC coins. Um, in about three months, the epic emission gets cut in half from 5,760 to 2,880. And uh, BTC has its next having next year from 840 uh, to 420. Um, uh, so uh, it, 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 because it constantly gets more difficult to mine, and remember, it takes a tremendous amount of electricity to secure these networks. And there's uh, currently 20,000 computers competing on the Epic network uh, for that drip feed of coins. I don't know what the equivalent number is uh, in BTC, but I know it's a lot, um, uh, is because it constantly gets more expensive to produce the new coins, that produces uh, or uh, increases the value and protects the value of the existing um, coins that have already come out. Right, because you have this idea of uh, of stock to flow. So, because you have a, a hard, hard, a limited supply of only 21 million, um, and there can never be any more. Um, uh, you know, even in the case of Bitcoin Core, they probably can't crank that beyond 100 million. In the case of Epic, it'll stay uh, at that 20 level um, because uh, the way we're set up, um, that's not really going to happen to us, or at least as uh, um, as much. Um, you know, so uh, you've got a system um, that protects your value better and also preserves your ability to operate. So uh, getting back to CBDC, central bank digital currency, what that is, is uh, those are currencies that are controlled by the central banks. So they are not cryptocurrencies at all. Uh, that's comparing apples and orang orangutans. They have nothing to do with each other, even though they're often confused. You talked about money with a shelf life. So as it happens in China with the EU on, um, they already have that. When you issue or when they issue you the currency, it'll expire in 60 days. Or you know you have however long to spend it. So imagine right. back during uh, during the pandemic, the they gave uh, uh, people twelve hundred bucks. So right. instead of that being able to sit in your bank indefinitely or under the mattress, it expires um, worthless after a while. Um, also, you won't be able to buy stuff that they don't want you to. So no donating to Canadian truckers. Um, no alcohol, no tobacco, no firearms, no this, no that. So now the state is in your wallet uh, and the central bank is constantly robbing you. How? Through negative interest rates, bail-ins, bail-outs, uh, capital controls. No, you can't send money to Australia anymore. You can't buy stuff 
from uh, America if you're in Canada or, or vice versa. Um, also capital controls. Um, so, you know, oh, we have a balance of payments crisis. So now you can only send a thousand bucks a month overseas or whatever. Uh, Lebanon just reduced the value of its currency 90% overnight. Think about that, 90, 90%. I mean, they're, they're, they're just burning <laughs> down bank buildings in, uh, in, in frustration. Um, so uh, basically you have third parties that are able to tell you uh, what you can and can't do with your money and arbitrarily expropriate that value from you. Um, whereas in the case of Epic, nobody controls the code. It was immutable set in stone at the beginning and nobody can change it. Um, in the case of Ethereum, the number two cryptocurrency, you basically have Wall Street controlling it. Um, the powers that be have kind of, you know, adopted that as their uh, research and development um, play playground, um, and they're firmly in control. And in the case of BTC, a company called Blockstream that's affiliated with the Bilderbergers and WEF types, um, uh, I think it's AXA Insurance and Henry DeCastries and so forth. Back in 2014, this company called Blockstream got a $140 million VC investment from those guys. And they're the ones that have been driving the agenda in uh, a, you know, a less harmful uh, direction from the perspective of, of powers that be, um, taking it away from Satoshi's uh, original, uh, original vision. And so how that happens is they control the updates to the code and they set the agenda at conferences and you know it's like uh, permission to speak, sir. No, denied. Uh, we don't contemplate those ideas here. Okay, so Epic Cash has has solved uh, a lot of these problems, uh, but but like you said, okay, first of all, the value of of um, a cryptocurrency, to my mind, relies heavily heavily on its adoption uh, by the general public as currency, right? We we know it has utility. Uh, we, we know it has all the things that gold does, but uh, it, for example, if no one has ever heard of gold, uh, gold is, even though it has all this utility intrinsic in it by its, by its physical nature and by the laws of, of reality and physics, uh, we can't use it. it. It doesn't have that much value because I can't use it as currency. So similarly, you know, what, whatever cryptocurrencies emerge as, as currencies, uh, the ones that will be most valuable, in my estimation, will be the ones that uh, are, are most widely adopted. So, of course, Bitcoin has brand name right now. It was the first mover in the market, but it's got all these problems that you you point out. So I want to move into something else. Um, and and that might be Epic Cash. But like you said at, at the start, I think you, you mentioned there's something like 20,000 different um, digital products that uh, could be... Could, construed by the average cons uh, per, you know browser of these things as cryptocurrencies but they're actually not so what what sets epic cash apart why would i want to get involved right. in this and place a bet that this is the one that's going to take off and be the right. one that's going to become valuable Okay, so let me talk about um, adoption first, and then uh, actually no, let me talk about uh, why Epic is uh, it is I believe best positioned um, as uh, the one that's going to get that adoption. Um, I would encourage you after the show to download the Epic Pay Wallet and DM me. You know what? I, I downloaded it while we were talking, so I have oh, an, an okay. Epic Wallet okay, ready. Okay. I, got a, I got a wallet here ready to go. Uh, you know what? Okay, so then then shoot me it. shoot me your address on um on Telegram, okay. and uh and and once we get done chatting here, we'll see if we can get that to send. Um, okay. but basically, 
Um, uh, Epic enables you to pay anyone, anywhere, anytime, any amount, any reason um, uh, in a minute or less for under a penny um, privately and nobody can stop you. So of those 20, 22,000 assets, there are about 10 that have that privacy feature. So right. that's number so that's number one. That's vanishingly rare. Uh, and why is that? Because if you introduce privacy, you've usually introduced all kinds of other design compromises where you have this thing that's private but is so uh, unusable um, in other ways that it can't get any traction. So uh, I mentioned the market cap of Epic is $16 million. The market leader that has uh, confidential transactions is called Monero XMR. That came out in 2014, and it uses an older type of privacy technology called uh, CryptoNote. I won't get too technical because uh, your audience is not into that type of stuff, uh, but Epic uses a 2019 tech called Memo. Wimble, or actually 2023 tech, because we keep up, up, updating it. Um, and so uh, Epic today is $1, uh, not if, but when we match the market cap of Monero, that puts one Epic at $175 a coin. So that's 175 times where we are. Um, and that's not driven by uh, manic speculation. Um, uh, it's driven by the simple economics of how much uh, data you can send through uh, the, the network, we have a lot greater uh, scalability. Um, that chain would be, first of all, they're two and a half minutes and they can't really make it that much faster. And it's single algorithm, we're one minute, uh, so 60% faster and uh, polyphasic or multi-algorithm. Um, it's just basically, you know, 2019 tech, uh, 2023 tech is better than 2014 tech. Um, and we've got a lot more um, room to grow. So um, there's only a few that have that uh, privacy feature. Also, the limited supply. So if you look at Cardano, I think it's the number 10 network or number 15 or something like that. I think it's $30 billion. Um, it has 45 billion maximum supply. Uh, so mm. 45 billion versus, uh, versus 16 million. Um, other networks have supplies of quadrillion or trillions. Uh, Ethereum is infinite supply. There's no cap. It just keeps oh, really? growing. Uh, forever. Yeah. Mm. And they can change it. The developers of Ethereum have changed the emission multiple times. So they can do whatever they want. You've got a group of guys that can just, oh, today we're going to do this. And they do. Um, and they don't always make the right choices. Whereas Epic and Bitcoin Core are set in stone. So you've got what's a property that's known as uh, immutability. And why is that important? Because that makes sure that nobody can mess with you. Nobody mm. can uh, arbitrarily compromise your rights that you uh, that that right. you thought you had when you were you were getting into uh, getting into the thing. Yeah, I mean, you you you've essentially eliminated the ability to counterfeit uh, money, right? Like, it, it, yeah. what you're doing <laughs> with Ethereum sounds very similar to what the Romans did with their with their coins back <laughs> in the day, which is uh, dilute it with lead or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, you know, yeah. so that they could print more or more coins and shave them down and, and shave them down. Shave that's, them down. The, yeah, that's the origin of the ridges on the, yeah. on the side of, uh, on the side of the coin. Right. Another thing, another thing in terms of control that a lot of people don't know is because, uh, so Epic, uh, why is Epic better? So Epic is mined on three different algorithms. One is called random X. So if you've got a laptop or uh, a desktop PC or a server, um, pretty soon it'll be even a uh, mobile phone. Um, 48% of the time, those ordinary computers of which there are billions out there are taking their turn uh, securing the network. 
for another 48% of the time, the graphics cards. So the people that play games and do video rendering and protein folding and stuff, um, they have idle capacity when they're not running jobs. They can be earning passive income um, running this uh, uh, blockchain and earning a share of, of those uh, new coins that are created every day and those, uh, those fees. When the one al algorithm is active, the other two are on standby, not consuming any power. Um, so it's also uh, very green. It's also future-proofed because quantum computers are on the horizon and we already have an algorithm called dilithium crystals. Um, it's a lattice-based um, encryption scheme or algorithm design that um, uh, protects against uh, uh, quantum computing, or at least it's you know more quantum resistant, we say. Um, nobody really knows how quantum computing is going to uh, impact stuff. We know it's going to be bad, but not how bad. And we've already taken steps um, to protect against that. And that's not really possible on uh, if, if you have a, 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 a propeller plane, a Cessna with one engine in the front and something goes bad, then you have a real problem. If you have a jumbo jet with four engines and you can swap one out on the fly, then you can keep flying uh, no, no matter what. Um, so Epic is just a, a more uh, advanced, um, performant, future-proofed uh, right. uh, design um, that is written in a language called Rust. Um, uh, BTC is written in C++, which I learned in college 25 mm -hmm. years ago. It's a great language, but um, uh, you kind of have to be very careful because it's easy to um, uh, introduce bugs, and that's part of why uh, the orange coin can't really move very fast. We use a newer right. language called Rust, where instead of saying, hey, computer, add this one to this zero, do it seven million times, and then move the value over here. You know, Imagine flipping individual switches versus using a drag and drop app builder that says, calculate this value and move the results over here. And you know, it's just right. uh, a more, more advanced way of, uh, of, of uh, making software. Um, so other points, uh, I know we're uh, getting you know, close to the limit here. This has been awesome. Uh, you mentioned social credit. Um, so in China, which is a great harbinger of what, we've, uh, what we can expect in um, our Western world um, uh, through these types of systems, is that if you criticize the government or you use forbidden words or you know, you're deemed an antisocial person, then your money can be denied privileges. So you can't uh, pay for a train ticket. You can't pay for the bus. Um, uh, your carbon footprint is too high, so you can't purchase the beef. Go take that back and buy right. the uh, plant-based burger. Um, you know, and also, and also the surveillance. So uh, what you buy, from whom you buy it, um, you're going to be monetized, uh, you're going to be data mined, uh, you're going to be yeah. sub subtly marketed to, um, I mean, we live in an era of predatory surveillance capitalism where the customer or the consumer is the product. And you can just opt out of that completely as a wholesale solution. Um, the other thing that's big for me is that when you use uh, uh, political money, when you use fiat currency um, that's uh, essentially backed by violence, um, you're directly contributing to death and destruction through the continuation of this uh, welfare warfare paradigm. Um, and you know, uh, if you use the you know Canadian dollar, uh, the American dollar, the you know euro, the whatever, then the things that your nation state does that you don't agree with, you are directly funding. Um, and you're also transferring wealth from 
from you and people that are poorer than you to people that are wealthier um, than you. If you go to a website called WTF happened in 1971 that talks about the change uh, com, which talks about the change in wealth distribution and Gini coefficient um, that uh, the the people that own it all have uh, dramatically gained in wealth um, and the poor have stayed poor on the fringes and margin of survival um, uh, for the most part. And then the middle classes have gotten crushed um, not through any fault of their own. They work hard and they still do, you know, what they did before, but just the, the playing field has been subtly tilted because, uh, you know, the, the, the powers that be, the intertwined nexus of uh, um, uh, state power and uh, big, big business, big tech, big pharma, big uh, union, you know, big whatever, um, ha- have uh, kind of ganged up to, uh, to use their power. And you can totally take that back by opting out of that system and uh, voting with your wallet and acting according to your uh, your, your conscience. Uh, it's a more ethical and uh, sustainable, um, more humane um, solution, I think. Right. Okay. So, I mean, you've convinced me to, to at least get get some of this stuff. How do, how do I get some ep- epic pay All right. or epic so, cash? Do I got to tell my employer to pay me an epic cash from now on or... Oh, when I uh, when I when I swap windows, um, it goes on mute. So I'll just oh, explain okay. it, and we can do it after because sure. uh, I'm on mobile and Streamyard doesn't uh, doesn't play nice. Okay. Um, uh, but uh, so yeah, the website is buyepiccash.com. And that'll uh, tell you how to convert from um, uh, BTC or other assets. Um, in about a month, um, it will be swappable with 800 other coins through the app. And about a month after that, it will be per- possible to purchase with debit and credit card. Um, uh, we are a volunteer project. I'm one of about 300 people in 70 countries um, that uh, we dedicate our time on a volunteer basis because we believe in the mission. And obviously, we've got uh, skin in the game as well. And when Epic goes from a half a cent um, in 2020 to 12 cents in 2021 and 32 cents in 2022, and now a dollar in 2023, um, yeah. we we gain in purchasing power because right. inflation is working for us yeah. rather than against us and then that creates a strong incentive to go spread the word and uh you know we right. all give away coins if you go to epicfundme.com uh we did turkey earthquake relief uh there was a, uh, multiple kids in philippines uh africa you know surgeries medical bills and whatnot that come up uh we call ourselves the freeman family and we support each other uh through that type of stuff which also shows the um not not just the utility um but also the use case and also um also the usage cool tech isn't um of value to anyone if it's not actually uh used and so we need to uh you know get out there uh we also focus on making it uh making it easier um uh and and one of the things that i think is really special about epic is that you know just based on what you did here today if you want to be that makes you a freeman and you can be a part of the family and you know we're building this thing uh together so let's say you throw 100 bucks in and you get 100 coins and then we get up to monero value well now you have 17,500 bucks that's enough to buy a car yeah. off of your yeah. 100 dollar investment let's say we go to the price of btc that means your 100 coins are now uh, what is that 25 million dollars yeah, yeah, well, it, like it, that. it's it's a godly amount i 
two and a half million, two and a half million. Yeah. You gotta, okay. you gotta think in terms of numbers of zeros, but anyway, two a right. hundred bucks to two and a half. Now here's the other thing. Um, so, uh, uh, banks create money just like the federal reserve does. So, uh, a lot of people think that banks get money and then they loan out that money and they keep 10% in reserve or whatever. No, the way it actually works is, uh, they create money out of thin air from nothing uh, mm -hmm. by issuing you a loan for your house, your car, your uh, whatever. So you have a dual channel system of currency creation that dilutes the value of the money or currency rather that, uh, that we hold. So if the Federal Reserve and the Bank of Canada and uh, uh, CIBC can create currency, then you know, dream with us here for a moment. Why can't Tim create the Bank of Moan and take his two and a half million dollars worth of Epic and create the bank of Tim and then issue himself a loan using his Epic as collateral. And so that system that I just described has been in development for over five years. And so what you're going to be able to do is wrap your Epic coins into tokens. Imagine sticking your one coin inside a FedEx envelope or putting your car inside a shipping container. So by wrapping your Epic coins onto other blockchains like Avalanche, like mm. Ethereum, like Cardano, like Binance Smart Chain, uh, you can interact with other users to say, okay, I don't want to sell my two and a half million dollars of coins. Uh, why? Because if they keep going up, I uh, lose out on the appreciation. Um, also, I bring forward a tax liability. So I'm, you know, I, I have to, if I want so to buy something for $100,000, I'm in a high tax bracket. I got to sell $200,000 worth of coins to have a net purchasing ability of 100,000, maybe even less. So what if you could take that same $200,000 worth of coins and issue yourself a, a loan for, uh, for uh, sorry, I got to go plug my phone in here, um, for 50% uh, of that value, right? So we're not, we're not going crazy. The system is very solvent. Um, there's uh, an algorithmic central bank called Every Citizen's Reserve that will basically interact with you um, through smart contracts. Hmm. Oh. Uh, just making sure uh, my phone went dark here for a sec. So um, uh, it'll interact with you through smart contracts where you, uh, you issue yourself an equity-based line of credit um, denominated in a crypto dollar called EUSD. And so at any time, right now it's one-to-one, -one, it's a dollar. So if you have one EUSD, you can get one Epic. If the price goes down to 50 cents, you get two Epic. If it goes to four bucks, then you get 0.25 Epic or whatever. Hmm. So we have a yin-yang system, two sides of the coin, where uh, as Epic goes up higher and higher, then our holders just create more and more credit. And for every dollar of credit they create, that sucks $2 worth of Epic out of the system and it locks it up. So, you know, as that snowball <laughs> uh, takes hold, um, you get to uh, some, some pretty crazy numbers. So uh, um, uh, the value of gold, uh, right? Money is an ex inverted pyramid uh, structure called Exter's pyramid, where you have $10 billion at the base or $10 trillion worth of gold at the base. And then you have base money and bank money and bonds all the way up to derivatives. Um, and so whether you look at M0, M1, M2, M3, uh, whatever, um, uh, gold is 10 trillion. That would be half a million per epic coins, uh, per epic cash coin. And uh, fiat currency writ large is about 500 trillion 
depending on how you define it. So that would be over $30 million for each one of these very scarce coins. Um, you know, and, and uh, so if, if they're a buck yeah. and they can go even to uh, a tenth of a percent of any of those things, yeah. um, and your ice cube is melting if you're holding value in other forms of assets, um, then the question really becomes not why Epic, but why not Epic? Right, right. Well, I'll tell you, I'm, you know, I'm kicking myself now because I think the last time I had you on the show, Epic was around 12 cents or 20 cents. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I, I'm like, okay, I got to get a hold of this. But, you know, I don't know. I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't quite uh, figure it out or something. It wasn't as quite as, as frictionless as I was hoping it would be at the time. Well, that's um, why it was 12 cents. It's less right, friction right. now, and that's why it's a buck. <laughs> right. um, so uh, there's yeah. an exchange listing coming, uh, a place out of Singapore that focuses on emerging markets, uh, India and uh, Philippines and Vietnam and Indonesia and places like that. They have 600,000 users a month, um, and they are adding us next month. And then there's also a service called right. Change Now that will offer one-click um, swapping into 800 other currencies. So when it gets easier, um, then... Uh, there will be more people in the boat and because of that supply inelasticity um, you know it, it really gets expensive so right now today you can get uh, um, about over 20,000 epic coins for one BTC so mm. if it's three times more scarce and the exchange rate is 20,000 to one um, then how long can that really last? Especially because Epic is 10 times faster. Right. It's a penny to send um, uh, instead of two to $81 and you have uh, you, you have the privacy. So um, uh, this, these things are nothing also without awareness. So another thing um, that I think will be a major catalyst that hasn't even um, hit yet is that Epic is gonna be the currency of the World Series of Sports Betting and two other uh, World Series of events oh. in Las Vegas. Um, wow. Yeah, so uh, $15,000 buy-in, the only currency they accept is Epic. So imagine as people understand that, well, I have to buy this Epic. If I buy it the week before the tournament, people wait until the last minute. That's going to be very expensive. I can just buy it now uh, ahead of time, and then my cost ends up uh, being cheaper to play in that poker game. Also, right. the people the people that are putting on um, that World Series of event, um, I got uh, approached as the co-writer for a two-season, 20-episode made for uh, not not television and not Netflix, but imagine an, uh, an online streaming uh, service of uh, like Netflix um, for a show called Trillions. So hmm. um, imagine a, a TV show that can reach hundreds of millions of people. Uh, there's 330 million crypto owners. And uh, so we want to reach them through entertainment, uh, through education, uh, through philanthropy. Uh, we've got Freeman University on Telegram. There's about 500 people on there where we teach each other about uh, blockchain stuff. Um, uh, there, there's an accelerator program uh, for, for small business. All in all, um, there's about 400 separate initiatives that are ongoing in the uh, ecosystem. Uh, there's about three dozen startups that are building um, around Epic. And Epic itself is just one um, building block in an overall stack of 16 different assets. So I told you about the EUSD crypto dollar. Uh, the way that that works is because of another token called ECR. Um, the beautiful part about open source is that we can take um, every 
bit of code, every successful experiment, we can tweak the unsuccessful things that were not quite right, but they had promising concepts. We can take absolutely anything that exists on GitHub or that is a concept that has been uh, tried in the market. So our strategy is to be a second mover, to be um, leading edge rather than bleeding edge. And that's how we avoid a lot of the blowups like Terra Luna and learning that scam bank fraud man over at FTX is right, a, right. a sham. You know, uh, we uh, a lot of uh, projects have been caught flat-footed based on an assumption that the SEC would be more per permissible on this issue of securities law, um, and they're not. And so, if you have, let's say, a five hundred million dollar commitment to a particular track, and it, you know, you've got hundreds of people going, and it takes years to turn the boat around, um, then really you have a, a problem. Um, and so, we're just perfectly positioned based on uh, the foresight of our design. Awesome. Okay. Well, you, you've got me convinced. I, I'm, I'm going to try a little harder this time to get some of this <laughs> Epic Cash. And you said buyepiccash.com is a place to go to right. learn how to go ahead and get that stuff. I'm going to yep. try to get some stuff in my wallet here. Uh, you know, yep. I missed the boat on Bitcoin. I missed the boat on so many things. I advised so many people to do things <laughs> that they did and they got rich off of that I didn't yeah. do. Yeah. And uh, I feel like an idiot. So I'm, I'm do, as, do, this. do as I well, you know, do as I say, not as I do. Right. Um, education is expensive. And the best time to plant a tree is 20 years ago. But the second best yeah. time is today. Yes. Um, yes. You uh, you had the uh, the, the um, open mindedness and courage uh, to confront new ideas a couple of years ago um, in uh, learning about Epic. Yeah. And then uh, now, you know, I mean, 20,000, 20,000 to one. Um, yeah, so, yeah. uh, just as that rebalances. And the other thing is if you buy, uh, Ethereum, there's nothing you can do to make that go better, faster. Uh, like you can't work at it. You, there's nothing right. you can do to help Ethereum. Blockstream doesn't care what you have to say. Uh, and there's no way you can help BTC, but yeah. here, uh, I mean, there's a hundred different telegram groups. Uh, you know, your, uh, advocacy here through your, your voice that you have, um, anybody else that, that, you know, um, if you think about it, um, because of two mathematical principles that determine the value of communications, uh, networks, one's called Metcalf's law and the other's called Reed's law. Um, when I tell you, and then you tell somebody and then they tell somebody, and we all tell three people, then you have this factorial explosion in the value because if you and i have uh if there's only two telephones or walkie talkies in a village then we can only call each other but if you add a third one now we can make more connections we add a fourth yeah. we can make more every time you add a connection uh, I, I think it doubles i should probably uh, check that math because i always use right, the right, example right. and i i think i always get it wrong but anyway you know what i you know what i, I mean i know what you mean yeah yeah well and, and yeah. what what i love about this uh max is that you know, so so much of uh, the liberty movement and, well, you know, I, I'm projecting here, so much of what I've done uh, in terms of, of trying to get more liberty is all focused on stuff I can't control. I, I need, you know, I'm, I'm pointing externally at the government, at central banks, all these, you know, Orwellian <laughs> Leviathan-like forces that look, let's face it, I could spend all my energy trying to fight these things and never make a dent in it. I could try to raise an army of, of uh liberty-minded people to take take these leviathans on uh, you could be ron paul i could be ron paul and still not <laughs> make a dent in the size of the government right Ron paul is you know in a lot of ways my liberty hero for the well, ideas he, he spread but but let's face it he wasn't able to uh 
take the shackles off. Um, you want to hear a fascinating story? So yeah, he like spoke at Bitcoin 2021, and uh, I have always been a big fan too. Um, and so uh, I went up to him after uh, after he spoke, and uh, they say never meet your heroes. You always want to believe the best in people. Um, but I went up to him after his uh, his speech uh, at the Bitcoin 2021 event, and I said, uh, hey, uh, Dr. Paul, nice to meet you. I've been a, a big fan of your work forever. Um, and I'm pleased to tell you that I'm part of a, a group of, of uh, hundreds of people worldwide that have been working for years to uh, help provide a solution. You know, I, uh, this end the Fed idea, um, you can do that today. Uh, uh, we've got the solution. Um, are, are you interested to hear about it? No. Goodbye. <laughs> Right, right. So I'm like, okay, uh, um, I hear what you say, but I see what you do. And if you were wandering in the Sahara Desert without water for 40 years, and some tribesman comes up to you and says, hey, buddy, there's some water over that hill. Would your first thing be no thank you? Or would it be uh, where? Show me. Yeah. So well, I, um, I guess I guess it would depend <laughs> how many times. I've been told by uh, some tribesmen that they had an answer only to find out that I wasted my that's, time. That's a very fair point. Right. Yeah. And that's Ron a, Paul that's is a very probably, fair point. you know, I, I, you know, it just in my short time in politics and my lowly stature compared to Ron Paul, I've been approached by so many people and, you know, I've spent so much time listening to harebrained schemes that it's, it's hard to, it's hard to, to yeah, but, I, but, the but, bad ones, but you know, if you uh, can, if you can, if you can make anyone uh, go from closed mind to open, um, yeah. then, you know, we'll, we'll keep talking. We'll keep singing our message day in, day out uh, yeah. for, you know, months, uh, weeks, days, weeks, months, quarters, uh, years, decades, and we'll keep doing it. And I understand uh, there's a lot of bad actors out there and, and, and we have a lot to prove, um, you know, but uh, uh, how big do we have to get? How successful do we have to get? How many uh, uh, people, um, you know, have to start nodding their heads uh, to say this is worth looking at and even, you know, and, and even to, uh, uh, to look at it. I mean, uh, one could be forgiven for being very skeptical and dismissive of uh, cryptocurrency um, for what, the first three years, five years, 10 years? I mean, but it's yeah. 13 years into this right now. Yeah. So, uh, I, I mean, you can't deny the numbers. Uh, if you overlay the growth curve of cryptocurrency adoption versus the internet itself back in the late 90s, um, uh, cryptocurrency adoption is, is growing faster. And it's also right. uh, more important. Um, not everybody needs the internet, but everybody needs money. Um, so yeah, anybody like that, that you can, uh, you know, get, get to listen and even spend five minutes. Uh, that, that's, that's all it takes. You know, do you want state, uh, states controlling your money? Do you want uh, preservation of individual property rights? Uh, right. You know, do you want wealth transfer embedded into it? Do you want fractional reserve, you know, uh, fiat Ponzi deficit spending? I mean, the, uh, the Federal Reserve um, M1 money supply uh, from 1787 until uh, uh, 2000. One, I think it was, or 2007, maybe I'd have to check, but it took uh, over 200 years to grow the currency supply to one trillion. And then it, it got from one trillion to four trillion up until February 2020. And now it's over 20 trillion. So if you can make five times more currency units in two years, 
well, let's just keep pressing these buttons and making more money, right? right? When is it ever going to stop? I, I mean, and, and it's uh, if you look at Rome, I mean, or or the uh, Western Roman, yeah, Western Roman Empire versus the Eastern Roman Empire, um, uh, changed the name, split it in two halves. One had sound currency and lasted um, as a cohesive thing uh, 1,400 years beyond the other one that was doing the chicanery with the money. So, you know, this is, this is too important to ignore. It really is. Yeah, it absolutely is. Okay. Well, you, you've definitely convinced me, uh, to, to place a bet on this. I mean, look, it's, it's only upside as far as I can tell. Right. I mean, this is the early days of, uh, of, of Epic cash. You know, you're where Bitcoin was, uh, 10, 13 years ago, whenever it was, when I was looking at it, it, in fact, you're, you're like less ahead, you know, you're, you're only at a dollar right now. When I was looking at it, it was $5. And, um, what's the, what's, what's the risk, you know, that it goes to zero, you know, I, I mean, <laughs> like with the, what the, the upside is so huge. I mean, I would have made, if I had to put in a hundred dollars last time I, I interviewed you, I'd, I'd probably have, uh, you know, $2,000 worth of Epic cash right now. And, um, you know, so I don't want to let that happen again. <laughs> I want to make sure. I, uh, yeah, well, actually, it's not. Yeah, it's it, it's it's not that much. It would only be about eight hundred bucks. Um, but right. we did get up to seven bucks in December, um, twenty twenty one. So at one point, it would have been uh, uh, would have been what like fourteen thousand, um, uh, something like that. Um, so uh, yeah, it's actually uh, really affordable. Um, uh, we've got, uh, uh, what is it, um, 129 countries going uh, with full nodes, 2,300 cities. Um, yeah. You're one of the first uh, 1,500 people to download the Epic Pay app. And we got 250 reviews so far, all five stars. So nice. um, uh, so, so that's great. Yeah, and uh, and it's, it's still, basically, uh, still basically unknown. So, you know, thank you for the hour invested today um and uh we'll sync up on telegram and i'll send you your first coin and then uh we'll you know get you a hundred bucks or ten dollars or whatever and then watch the baby seedling grow together beautiful i love it and and again what i love about this is that i don't have to i don't have to spend all my energy shutting down the central bank i can just make it irrelevant to my life ignore and, them and, <laughs> yeah and ignore them yeah and that's you know what what i want to focus on now that I'm kind of out of the political arena and I, I you know, Liberty is of course, super important to me, but now it's like, okay, how can I expand Liberty in my own life, in the lives of my, my friends, my listeners, my family? Uh, that's what I'm focused on. Um, and, and I think this is another tool in the tool belt on how to do that. So Max Freeman, well, thanks so much for joining us again. Yeah. Yeah. Was- thanks. Uh, you can, uh, people that are listening can check it out, uh, check it out at epic.tech on the web. Um, also our telegram group t.me slash epic cash. And then what we can do um, now, you got me thinking, let's actually do um, a giveaway. So we'll figure oh. out a certain number of Epic coins. Yeah, we've done like uh, five of these so far, I think, with different different channels. So what we'll do is set up a process where people that download and install the wallet and give us feedback about any bugs they in- encounter. I mean, it's uh, early stage uh, open source software, so there's always teething troubles. Um, so we'll definitely spread the, spread the network that way. Oh, awesome. We've got a website site called the uh, giver yeah i should have mentioned that before the buying one so we've got giver of epic.com where you can just click a button and get a fraction of a coin sent to be able to uh play around with it oh okay awesome yeah all right uh cool, well cool. 
we'll we'll talk about that stuff offline and uh thanks again so much for for joining us thank you tim